Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame home game Saturday continues with WSBT Game Day. Live from Ivy Court Inn and Suites, here is your host, Evan Sharpley. And we're back. It's the Game Day Show live from Ivy Court Inn and Suites, just steps away from the linebacker bar. And this is where your dreams come true. And you never know who might show up. I'm your host, Evan Sharpley, along with my producer, partner in crime, State Farm agent Tim Growl. Before we get the, sh- the show on the road, though, let's take a quick look. Um, a week ago, the Irish took care of business, beating the Michigan Wolverines 24-17 to under the lights at Notre Dame Stadium seven days ago. Quarterback Brandon Winbush and the Irish offense got things rolling early. We had freshman running back Jafar Armstrong and wide receiver Chris Fink who were instrumental in the early offensive charge. And meanwhile, we had new defensive coordinator Clark Lee, uh, whose defense was pretty dang good. Uh, pretty impenetrable, uh, and in the wise words of Lionel Richie, the Notre Dame front seven were tough to handle all night long. Hmm. Did you hey, like that, Tim? I, 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 I like that. So Brian Kelly's squad is now 1-0, brimming with confidence, and we have the Ball State Cardinals arriving to town today. Will they play the role, the spoiler, Tim? What you think? Nope, I think, you know, Max tough. You know, the worst thing we can do, obviously, from last week is to look past a team like Ball State. You know, Mac's got a good reputation stuff. They're coming in here. What do they got to lose? They had a good offensive last week. Don't you think the idea this week, we just want to keep improving. That's what we want to do. Play a lot of players if we were able to keep improving. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think if you look over the course of the next three weeks, these are three winnable games. Um, and then you have Stanford, you have Virginia Tech um, back-to-back, two really big games. But if you look at Ball State, uh, you look at Vanderbilt, you look at Wake Forest, those are winnable games. What you don't want to do is take steps backwards. Um, and what's unique, too, about this year, the NCAA passed the rule where freshmen now can play without burning a year of eligibility. You can redshirt if you play in four games. So I think the plan would be from a development standpoint is execute early, right. <laughs> get a nice lead, and then play some young guys sure. who still could potentially keep the redshirt on um, if they need to. A guy like Phil Dracovic, a young quarterback from, Fe- from Pennsylvania, um, Everybody's know, anxious to see it, right? right? Well, I mean, it's, you know, the quarterback position gets a lot of publicity. Absolutely. But there are a lot of other guys, too, that and it will help for, um, you know, two, two years down the road, three years down the road as far as development is concerned. Um, and, and so that, that definitely is the plan. It's a much different day-to-day. Uh, sure. I know I wasn't here last week. Well, and let me, let me, a couple but, things you just said in the yeah. beginning to do with last week. You said where dreams were made. <laughs> Michigan's dreams were crushed last <laughs> week, right? Then you said steps away from the linebacker. Those steps were very hard out here in the humidity last week. A lot of people were not making those steps last, af- Wait, last was, afternoon. Was it the humidity or was it the 10 hours of tailgating? Well, it was the, the 10 cemetery. hours of tailgating thinking it was supposed to be cloudy and rainy 
and then when the sun came out, it felt like 99 degrees out here. Well, and you could it see was it. Bad. There were quite a few players that struggled with the heat and humidity on the field. Uh, Shea Patterson. More uh, Michigan than us. Michigan, yeah. They, yes. They, they, he struggled with some cramps. I believe went in and had to get an IV to come back. Right. You know, So a, a different overall feel today. I think from an energy standpoint, you don't have the same type of opponent as you do with Michigan coming to town. Um, and also, it, it kind of feels like a fall day right now yeah. more than it did last week. It, it, it does. It's so so diametrically different. And out, I mean, it's so quiet out here and everything. But, hey, did look, you miss me last week? I did miss uh, you last week. You, had you a, know what? You had, a, you had a great show. I had to go do everything, my job and your job. John Hoppin was kind enough to keep the chaos in order last week and stuff. But, yeah, I had five people, five players here all showed up. And I like I told people. This is what live radio is all about, man. This is what it is. So. Well, I, I had a great time in Hawaii. Baseball camp went really well. I didn't ask you because I knew. I mean, I've been to Hawaii a number of times. You can't go wrong in Hawaii. So no. there's not, no reason to ask you, did you have a bad time in no, Hawaii? No, I didn't. I didn't have a bad time. And I heard on the radio <laughs> yesterday what you ate. <laughs> and that's that's a meal for me in about a whole week. What was that? Moco loco? What was that? Yeah, the loco moco. Loco moco. Yeah, that was, no. uh, I'll tell you what, that was that was good. It was All very right. filling, too. Let's start out with our first guest, and I want you to tell them, tell Luther what that meal was. But real right. quick, last night I was fortunate enough to be invited to the Newt Rockney Memorial Society uh, dinner last night, an award ceremony, and one of the uh, participants that got a nice honor, and he more than deserved is our friend that comes to the show like every year, Luther Bradley. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. What was that meal before I just started? It was, it was called the Locomoca, okay? Yeah. And what it is is, and I got a double order. I didn't need, I didn't need <laughs> oh, a double order. Where did you hear this, though? I didn't order it. All right, go ahead. Okay, so go ahead. My, my friend ordered it for me. I don't think I needed the double order, but what it was, it was a bed. Now, I use a bed. It was like a <laughs> California king-sized bed of fried rice, okay? Uh -huh. Two hamburger patties, gravy, and an over-easy egg on top. Oh, my God. <laughs> One meal? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I had, what was nice is I had the three-hour baseball camp to follow, so I didn't need to eat then like yeah. the rest of the day because of, because of how many calories I consumed. So. Yeah. What was your pregame meal back in your in 73 and 77? I'm doubting you it, didn't have a, doubting it was yeah, that. You, you, didn't have a, you didn't have the uh, table like they have nowadays no. with the nutrition experts and stuff. No, we just had a steak and potatoes. Oh, and steak like and that. potatoes. Steak and potatoes, that was it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, for about last night, you know, it was a tremendous honor. And uh, when you go into anything, you don't go in thinking, I'm going to get an award. You just do it out of the heart. And so I'm involved with an organization called Youth for Christ, um, both on the national level and the, internet and the local level. And we typically have kids roughly in Detroit, about 350 kids that come to our center every day. Wow. And uh, they, we, we provide tutoring sessions for them, camps and the like. And we keep them off the street, and then we talk about Jesus Christ. And so that's kind of our mission. And so for me to be involved in is just really an honor and a pleasure. And as I mentioned to other people, that when I walked on campus, I had all these goals of trying to be an All-American and all that, but I walked away being a servant of God. And that's really what it was all about. That's fantastic. Does that, does that keep you busy then year-round? Is that where yeah, that's a lot of where, your passion is right now? That's where a lot of my passion is. But in addition to that, I'm, I'm semi-retired now. So I used to work as a consultant. I'm working as Blue Cross, Blue Cross as a marketing rep. Right. But now I'm a consultant to Blue Cross. So once or twice a week, I've got, a, I got, got something to do with them. And then the other thing is I work with my church. I do some stuff with um, 
uh, 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 the Boys Club of Detroit. So I do a whole lot of so things. So you stay busy. I stay busy, and, and I work out a lot. <laughs> so, well, I can we, eat, so I can eat stuff tell. like yeah. that. We can, we can tell. Well, you're, you're usually on our show once or twice every year, um, and, and you touched on a few things that you have going on. Is there anything else over the course of the last 365 since we've last seen you um, that you've been up to? Oh, no, no, other than uh, doing a little bit of traveling. And I've got three grandkids, so they keep me pretty busy as well. <laughs> and then, you know, since I've retired, I've got, I got to tell you this real quick. My, I've got uh, uh, two sisters that also re- retired this year, and we're going to Italy in a couple of weeks. Oh, where are you going? Never, but we're going he just came, Florence. Evan, you just came back to Florence, Rome, and okay. the Milan. I've been to all those Man. places, yeah, too. Really? Yes. Yes. You'll, love, you'll love Florence. Really? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Pat Steenberg, who's a former Notre yeah, Dame quarterback. Yeah, I, I remember. I know him. Pat, Pat and I, and he started, um, well, I didn't. He started over 20 years ago um, a program called Global Football. Yeah. And so what he does is he partners with a lot of, like, Division II, Division Three, and some NAIA colleges. Yeah. And they go overseas, and it's a week long where they practice, they play, but they tour. Oh, really? Um, and then he also started doing that with high school programs. Wow. So back Back in 2012, he took a group of, well, it was four high school teams over to Ireland initially, and they did a Friday Night Lights and played Friday before Notre Dame played Saturday against Navy. Um, So then he took it one step further, and now every spring break, um, he takes kids from all over the country. Um, Some some kids go with us here locally, too, and... um, we go to Italy. This next year, we are going to Ireland. Uh, he did China two years ago. Wow. Um, the the other year we went, we did like Germany, Czech Republic. So we go yeah. over there. We uh, again we practice, but we'll play against the national team from that area. But Italy is by far my wife and I probably has been our favorite trip. So oh, you'll really you'll really it. like Florence. Um, there's a lot to do. So yeah. you're going to be walking quite a bit. Rome, Rome, Rome is fun. Are you doing Vatican City as well? Yeah, we're going to do Vatican right. City as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty cool. We did Vatican City. We went up to the top of the dome. If you have the opportunity to do that, that's a pretty neat experience too. So you, you will love it. So, and, and food is great. The food is unbelievable there too. I heard that. I heard that as well. So anyway, that's the same weekend I get back for that Southern, that we play. Uh, Southern Cal? Sta- we play Stanford. 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 What the 70, 73 team is going to be on it. Right. Some of my guys are giving me a hard time about it. Well, you know what? Italy? Italy. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> right. That's what I said. We've got some of your teammates are going to be on here. Yeah. And here it's going to change things. I'm going to be gone for that game, but I'm right. lining up the guests for uh, okay. for Evan. And the, yeah. some of the 73 t- uh, team members will be on there. Real quick, you're listening to WSPT's Game Day. We're with Notre Dame's two-time consensus All-American Luther Bradley. Let's take it into today. You know, our strong suit, which used to well, be... I want to hear about last... Did you watch the game last week? I watched the game last Can week. Can you... What would you think? Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I, I was going to talk about the defensive oh. backs last week. Yeah, yeah what you well, saw. Well, there's two things. One is I think our defense was a lot better than I thought it would ever be. You know, they played tough. They didn't give up a whole lot of yards. No big plays, really. And then the other thing is I think our quarterback was better than their quarterback. Because mm-hmm. I think quarterbacks are different makers. Sure. And uh, their quarterback was okay, but our Wimbush made a lot of plays. So I think if, if Wimbush continues to get better, don't make mistakes. I think he's going to be spectacular. But our defense, man, if they continue to play well, we're going to be all right the rest of the season. I, and I, I'm with you on that. It looked like there was a different attitude yes. out there. Yeah. Um, if you could speak specifically to the defensive back, what you what you saw, the safety position, I think, uh, with Alohi Gilman, who transferred in from Navy, didn't play last year. 
I think he's a stud in the making. But if you look at guys like Julian Love and Troy Pride Jr., there's a lot of talent and a lot of depth. What did you see from those guys? Same thing. I see. The, the thing is that you got to see they give up big plays. And they didn't really give up a whole lot of big plays. And, and they played tough on the run. And last year they had a problem with tackling. It seemed like they're tackling this year instead of just kind of running into people. So, yeah. So the whole defensive scheme is a lot better to me. You like the 4 2 five, huh? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> l- l- let me ask you, uh, if I get this right, in your four-year career at Notre Dame, 17 interceptions? 17 interceptions. I don't even think nowadays we're going to see that from anybody. What I know you're, you were a superior athlete back then. Was it the concept of the game, the way teams were always passing? or you're, I, I just don't get it now. You, you just don't see a lot of people getting interceptions nowadays. Well, I'm going to tell you guys something, and I always say it. I played with the two best defensive ends in college football, Ross Brown and Willie Fry, and they've kept the heat on those quarterbacks, and they didn't give them a chance to, you know, to sit back and you know, digest what we are doing back there, and they would throw the ball up there, and I was in the right place at the right time. And that was one big thing this last week, too. Shea Patterson for Michigan did not have a lot right. of time to throw. Right. Um, a guy like Dalen Hayes on the edge, um, he didn't have big numbers. I think he only right. registered one, one tackle, maybe. But the number of pressures were really high. You know, that, that does so much for the defensive backfield. If you're able to get a rush with the front four <laughs> without having to blitz a linebacker, right. makes your guys' job it a whole lot easier. It makes your job so much easier. So, again, I played with two of the best guys ever. And so, yeah, it made my job really, really easy. Well, let's 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 talk about today. You know, you were on a you were on a great team. Um, you know, not not every team that came into South Bend maybe was the caliber or rivalry of say a Michigan like right. last week. Right. What do you do from an emotional standpoint in your preparation throughout the week and then in on game day two when it's maybe an opponent that's of a little bit a lesser quality? Yeah. Um, how do you how do you try to avoid playing down to another team's level? Well, the thing that I used to do, and I, I, this is one of the other things that I've learned since I even stepped out of football, is that there are there are during the course of the season you're going to have like three good teams that you're going to play they're tough that you know that they got talent just like you then the other five six seven team may not have the talent but what you have to do is that you have to prepare like they are just as good as the other teams that are really really tough and so you have to practice hard you got to go every play like it's like it's the, uh, the the end of the game and then once you get in the game you'll find that the talent is going to take over after about a quarter and a half, maybe half. And then everybody, then they'll start saying, oh, we can't win. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just being here and we're just getting paid or whatever it might be. But, uh, but you've got to play them hard and then you've got to cut, keep the foot on the pedal. You can't let them up and start letting them think, oh, we might be able to win this game. Can't let them start thinking. I heard two different versions of uh, the second half last week that uh, we were playing conservative because we didn't. We want to trust our defense. Everything. Yeah. I don't like it when we take our foot no. off. And I think I heard you yesterday saying you didn't like. You would have rather seen them put the keep their foot That's on right. the pedal. I still made it. I, I, yeah. I, the, the general consensus was, and I think for most people. Nobody thought Michigan was going to go on an 80-yard drive against the defense. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. But you still have an opportunity to make a statement against a really good team, and I think that a lot of that's why a lot of people wanted to see that. Yeah, like we had a turnover, I think, at the, near the end of the game or somewhere in the fourth quarter, and we should have gone and take that in for a touchdown or a field goal. We didn't get anything. I think we ended up putting or something like that, but yeah. Tim Growl, Evan Sharp, and uh, WSBT's game day. We're with uh, last night's Newt Rockty Memorial Society's winner, the Inspiration Award. Luther Bradley. What was your favorite rivalry in your four years? 
Uh, I would say probably Southern Cal. You know, they uh, they always had just as much talent as we had. And like Eric used to tell us, you know, they got the prettiest women. They got the best weather. They got all the stars. <laughs> they got all that. But we got a better football team. <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. So, yeah, I would say Southern Cal. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, Luther, um, you know, out, outside of all the great things you have going on, what's it like when you come back on campus here? You know, really, I mean, if, I feel like if I am not here every week, something has changed on yeah. campus. Oh have you gosh. seen any of the new updates? Have you seen the new indoor facility no. that's being built? Yes, I, I drove think up you can last kinda, night. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I know. I drove up last night, and then they, she pointed it out. What is to it? Me. <laughs> what is that? Oh, it's a new football facility. You're it's the Luther me. Bradley facility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just gigantic. I mean, all the changes on the campus, like week to week, there's just something being built every Yeah, week. I'm trying to figure out where to get the money to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, that, but yeah. it is spectacular. You know, I had a friend of mine, I got to tell you this quick story. Had a friend of mine who's a huge college football fan. He went to every Big Ten stadium over a lap about two years. It took him two years to do that. And finally, at the end, he said, you know, I'm just going to go down to South Bend and just check that out. And when he hit here, he said, this was the best college experience he's ever had out of all of those schools. And he said because of the people here are spectacular. You get great quality football. And he says it's a nice environment to watch. So, yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's talk about get a prediction yeah, let's, uh, today. So, so today, are you going to be in the stadium watching? I'm going to be in the stadium watching. I think that um, Notre Dame will score 40 points and we'll probably give up 10. That's about where I am, yeah. too. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, real quick, I asked somebody last week, can you, that's been removed from the game of the while, can you watch a game watching the whole game, or are you fixated on, you know, with the reads and the defensive backs? Oh, I'm a defensive back. <laughs> so are you watching them? It's I'm like watching them, man. It's like yeah, watching film. A, yeah, so, it is. Right, yeah, so if your I'm, wife says something happened over here, you go, I don't uh, care what's going on. I'm, I'm watching those one-on-one <laughs> -on -one matchups, man. That's what I like. <laughs> hey, Luther, thanks so much for uh, stopping by. Make sure before you go, you head over there and grab some barbecue from Fisher's Tips and Chips. I will. Always Thank a you. pleasure having you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Have a great day. All right. This is care. WSBT's game day live from the porch of the Ivy Court in its suite. To get a reservation for the for the Florida State game or to book your own getaway, call the Ivy Court at 574-277-6500. We'll be right back with former offensive lineman for Notre Dame and Pro Bowl Kansas City Chiefs, Tim Brunard. on Michigan Sports Leader, WSBT. May I have your attention, please? This is Tim McCarthy for the Indiana State Police. You are listening to WSBT, your radio home for Notre Dame football. The game day show is brought to you by Budweiser. Great times are waiting. Grab some buds. HotspotWiFiPods.com. Carmela's at McCree's, your post-game dining destination and McCree's Italian Bakery for all your tailgating needs. Eddy Street Commons at Notre Dame. Come dine, shop, and enjoy the merchants at Eddy Street Commons and Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing. Contact Nathan Pivovar in Mishawaka or Craig Langhofer in New Carlisle. I still love hearing, I say every year, Tim McCarthy doing one of our intros and stuff. Great guest. Everybody knows him for years. I think I asked you this before. And you did ask? tell me that you actually, when you're oh, down yeah. in the field, you yeah. would hear it. You guys would kind of listen to what he was yeah, saying, I think, too. I think everybody kind of takes a pause from what's going on, even though you're pretty focused in on the game. Sure. To listen to what he's he's having to say. Well, let's see with our next yeah. guest. Well, he was focusing the game when Tim McCarthy was making his traffic we got, predictions. We got former offensive lineman, and I looked up a great picture of you squeezing a football. You Google this. <laughs> and some really nice short shorts, too. Th those, were, those were in back in the early days. I don't know. I, I think they're, <laughs> I think they're, I think coming, they're back? coming back. Yeah, we've got Tim Grunard here um, talking some Irish football. What were your thoughts? La first off, thanks for being on the show. And uh, 
what were your thoughts uh, of the game last week? Always great to get a big win, playing Michigan game one, can't hide, awesome opponent, great to have him back on the schedule. What were your thoughts well, of the win? You know, first of all, Notre Dame's always going to play quality opponents, and it's a great start with Michigan. Uh, you know, I thought that they started really fast. I thought maybe they took the foot off the gas a little bit early in the second half and let Michigan come back into the game. But uh, really, I, I think this is the best defense I've seen since maybe our 88 team. They are really good up front. Uh, their linebackers are active. The, the secondary are ball hawks. Really a good defensive team. The offense is going to come along with the offensive line. You know, some new guys there. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to watch it. Anytime you're playing against a rival, and I consider Michigan a rival, I was so happy when they got this rivalry back into uh, into the schedule because I think it's really important for Notre Dame football. I think it's really important for Michigan football. And I think it's important for the NCAA and college football to have Michigan and Notre Dame play each other. I like From the Big Ten, Michigan Michigan State are the two teams I'd like to see on the schedule consistently with, with Notre Dame. Um, I grew up in Michigan, so I'm a little biased, but I love I love the Michigan, love the Notre Dame rivalry, um, and I'm I'm glad to see it back too. I hope I hope it's something that consistently stays there as well. Now, now a lot of people talk about the USC Michigan, yeah. USC or Michigan as a rival. I always consider Michigan the rival because you know, listen, there's a lot of the guys that you go on the recruiting trail with from from Chicago, Indiana. Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, all those kind of kids are kind of spattered around when you go on recruiting trips. So you get to know each other. Some of these guys you play against because Michigan obviously recruits in Chicago where I played. So I knew a lot of guys on the team. You know, USC is always that storied rivalry. But, you know, we didn't have a lot in common with the guys that played there. We knew all the Michigan guys. The Michigan guys knew us. So that, that's what makes a great rivalry when you're going against people that you know and you really want to beat. This, and basically, it's a neighbor. So uh, I'm really glad the Michigan game is back. Tim, you mentioned the offensive line, some new faces. Two top ten draft picks are gone. Those are some big shoes to fill. What did you see in game one, and where, where, what did they do well, and what are some areas that you're, gonna, you're hoping to see improvement over the course of the season? Well, I thought their pass protection was pretty well. I thought at times the run, run game was, was good. Uh, you know, just a little inconsistencies, you know, getting to the second level a little bit with the guards. And, you know, I think Sam Mustafer is a great leader. I really like Sam. My son, who's playing center right now as a, as a redshirt uh, freshman, uh, is mentored by Sam. And Sam has been really good to him. And he's just a great leader in that room. So this team's offense is going to get better. You know, a guy that I coached in high school in Jamar, uh, Jafar Armstrong really Special had a player. nice game. <laughs> yeah, And here's a guy who played wide receiver right, and never right. really played running back. We put him at running back in high school, and he wasn't any good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? I mean, what are they doing with this kid? He's They're not making a running you look back bad now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these, they, they can outcoach me, obviously. But, uh, no, Jafar did great and ran the ball very, very well. I think they have a nice uh, tandem with the running backs with Tony Jones. So, it, you know, it's just exciting. It's just so great to be back here. And my wife and I have my two cousins here, Beth and Laura. And, and they'll be uh, – uh, we're at every game. And it's just a lot of fun to be here and be involved. And I'm getting to know the guys again. And it's just really exciting to be around Notre Dame football right now. This is WSBT's Game Day Show. You're home for Fighting Irish Football. We're visiting with offensive linemen from the 1988 Indy Championship team, Tim Grunhard. Tim, let's go back a little bit. We, lo- we love to hear stories about how people got recruited to Notre Dame and how it all started. How did that go for you? Well, that's a great question because I was kind of a throw-in. Uh, I, I was recruited by Lou Holtz at Minnesota. I was not being recruited by Jerry Faust here. Uh, Jerry liked his offensive lineman a little bit taller than I am. I'm only about 6'2", six 6'2 two, six two and, and he wanted his guys a little bit taller, so they weren't interested in me. Lou Holtz offered me a scholarship at Minnesota, and when he came over here, he kind of said, hey, what do you think? You want to go to Notre Dame? I was like, absolutely want to go to Notre Dame. <laughs> you know, you grow up in Chicago, there's only two teams, the Bears and Notre Dame. There you go. Uh, so... 
Uh, when I came over here, we had about four or five kids from my high school. Uh, they came over with us. A couple made it, a couple didn't. But Stance Magala, obviously, the cornerback, right. was our running back in high school. And, and uh, Jeff Pearson, who played here for a couple of years and then transferred to Michigan State, uh, was here. So we had a bunch of guys that came from Chicago. And I'll never forget Lou Holtz's. This is one of my favorite stories. And, you know, we felt pretty cool. You know, we were f- part of Lou Holtz's first recruiting class. So we felt special. So the very first meeting, we're sitting in the backman sit, and, and Lou says, I want all the guys that I recruited to stand up right now. And I thought at this point, oh, here we go. These are the guys that we're going to build this team on. These are the guys that uh, are going to be the difference makers for Notre Dame football. And he said, if I had one more month, none of your butts would have been here. <laughs> so there's Lou for you. He kind of knocked us right back into place. So. But, uh, you know, uh, the recruiting process was great. I was recruited a lot of different places, but my heart was always at Notre Dame. Who was your mentor then at Notre Dame? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. A guy named Tom Freeman, who I'm still very, very close with, who actually has a condo right behind here, and we have a condo across the street, so we're still <laughs> close. And we just got back from Ireland playing golf. So uh, wow. a guy named Tom Freeman has been a mentor for me for many, many years, and he was number 65 here and unfortunately graduated at 87. So, you know, that, that, that gives a little bit of pause for him. He doesn't like it when I wear my ring around. Too much, so. uh, but uh, great guy, great mentor, great person, great family. He sent uh, three kids through Notre Dame. And right now I have three kids in Notre Dame with uh, my oldest son, CJ, who's a uh, senior, who'll be graduating this year. And then Colin and his sister Kaylee are both uh, they're twins and are sophomores. Kaylee's a swimmer on the team, and, uh, and uh, Collins obviously play football. Evan, that answers the question. Luther said, who's paying for the new football facility? <laughs> Tim's paying for part of it. Yeah, I love when they ask me for a donation. I said, I'm donating. Yeah. I got, you got plenty coming from me. So, What's it like, you know, having gone through playing, going to school here, and now having your kids attending as well and playing you, sports? You know what? Uh, my daughter just received her monogram letter uh, yesterday that she's receiving and it brought a tear to my eye. So, Living vicariously through these guys has been so much better. Listen, I had a great experience here. Was able to play four years of football, win a national champion. I met my wife here. My wife went to school here. We were married in the Basilica. But to see our kids uh, uh, having success at Notre Dame, to watch my son run out on the tunnel, to see my daughter dive off the blocks, to see my son getting ready to graduate here, that's what it's all about. That's what the Notre Dame family is all about. I, I, people never quite get it. They, they, they're like, what makes Notre Dame so special? Well, it's family. It's love, trust, and commitment, like Lou Holtz used to say. I think those are the three words that really encapsulate what Notre Dame is all about. And for everybody that's driving in from Ball State, welcome. We're glad you're here. When you walk on this campus, you'll feel like family because that's what we are. Let's take it back to 88. You mentioned winning a national championship. I didn't have... I didn't have the experience like that. Take us through that year. What made it so special, that group of guys, the coaching staff? Um, and do you, do you see maybe any similarities between that team and then this team this year? Very good question, Evan. I, I do. Uh, I, I think especially this is focusing on what I'm good at and, and able to look at is the offensive line. The offensive line that, uh, that, that we played with, Andy Heck moved from tight end to tackle. Dean Brown never started a game. Mike Helt never started a game. I started five games my sophomore year. And then uh, our, our, our other tackle, which I'm, I'm drawing a blank on right now, but, you know, the, uh, it was uh, uh, Tim, Tim, actually it was Tim Ryan was the other guard. And none of those guys had any experience. And we see that a little bit. We have two guys that graduated here. They were first-round draft choices. You have some people that are fitting in. And we started out slow. 
I mean, if it wasn't for Reggie Ho, we would have lost that first Michigan game. Yeah, I mean, right. He, he kicked we like, talked about that last week. He right. kicked like 32 field goals in that game. <laughs> I mean, so thank God for him. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we started out slow, and we built as a unit. And I think the team did, too. We, we all built as a, as a unit. We built as a team. We came together as a team. And as the season progressed, we got better and better and better, and it all fell into place. We always hear, and you already you already mentioned one Lou Holtz story. What what made him at the top so special um, for you guys? Well, I mean, Lou, he was just a, a psychologist. He knew what made you tick, and uh, you know, he was a great man. And the, the farther you get away from the program, and the farther you get away from you know playing, you realize how important he was. Because when you're playing for him, it wasn't the funnest thing in the world, as you know. I mean, sometimes <laughs> so these coaches, you know, you're looking around like, oh my gosh. Uh, but uh, he was a great mentor. He made us all into men. We came in as boys here at University of Notre Dame, and, and Lou Holtz uh, made us into men. And that's what the job is from all these coaches. Yes, it's great to win football games and win national championships, but really for kids to come in here and get an education and turn it from boys to men and become productive members of society is what it's really all about. Tim Growl and Evan Sharpley in WSPT's game day talking football with Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. He loved, and that's what I hear in Kansas City. Tim Grunhard. So tell us, how did Notre Dame prepare you for your pro career? And then tell us a few things about your pro career. Well, uh, interesting enough, I, I never played center here at Notre Dame. I played guard. And I walked into the locker room, and Howard Mudd, who was my offensive line coach, gave me a football and said, hey, you're a center. And I said, <laughs> Great. okay. And uh, I'll never forget, he gave me a ball. And, he, and here's a guy that I thought was a coach, a guy named Steve DeBerg who was sitting across, and he was about 35, 36 years old, gray hair, had a big white beard on him. And uh, he said, go over there and take a couple snaps with DeBerg. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, get your butt over there and, and do a couple snaps. So I went over and said, Mr. DeBerg, sir, is it okay if I snap a couple to you? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you know, that California guy. Oh, yeah, whatever. So one snap, he goes, ah, oh, you're good. So that was my experience going into training camp was one snap in the locker room. And he was a longtime quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was a quarterback. I think he was in his 12th or 13th year at that point. Right, just, right. right. Uh, but the other thing that, uh, that really helped me out is a guy named Mike Webster. Was the uh, was my mentor at at at, uh, at at the Kansas City Chiefs? He, when I came in, he was in his last year. He really didn't want to play, which was great for me. He's like, you know, kid, you, you got to take this over. I don't really want to play. I, I'm too old for this. But uh, real quick story on Mike. Uh, we were playing against the Denver Broncos. My father passed away about three or four weeks before that. I had surgery on my hand. I had a big cast on my hand, and a guy named uh, uh, Cragen, uh, uh, Mike Cragen, was just just kicking my butt, just really bad. So Marty Schottenheimer actually pulled me out in the middle of a series. You don't get offensive linemen don't get pulled out in the middle of a series unless it's really, really bad. So I went down, I sat down, and I was like, oh man, this stinks. I'm gonna get cut. I you know, lost my dad. I got this big cast on my hand. You know, I'm trying to I just bought a house. So we go into the locker room and Mike Webster's locker was right next to mine. And uh, as the, the halftime stuff was going on, Mike Webster starts taking his shoulder pads off. He starts taking his shoes off. I'm looking at him. What's he doing? And Marty came. What do you do? He goes, hey, listen, that's your center. I'm not playing anymore. That's your guy. Wow. So Mike, for Mike Webster, it was yeah. like Rocky two. Yeah. When, when Adrian woke up says, what do you want me to do? Win. I was right. like, what are we waiting for? <laughs> and the second half, I had a really, really good. It was really the difference in my whole career. It was really the difference in, in, uh, in me staying in the NFL was Mike Webster making that, that comment at that time to keep me, my spirits up. Had a great NFL career. Following that, well, what's been your story since? Oh, it's, it's been it's a little bit of Forrest Gump. I've worn <laughs> lots of shoes. Uh, I coached in NFL Europe. 
I uh, coached high school for four years uh, as an assistant coach, and then I was a head coach at a high school, Bishop Mage High School, for six years, and then went with your friend Charlie Weiss to University of Kansas uh, for two years as the offensive line coach there, and then came back and coached. But I've done radio all the way through those times, had my own show, and now I'm only doing little segments each week. But, uh, yeah, so right now I'm basically kind of retired, but uh, still doing the radio stuff and, and uh, enjoying my kids and watching them go to their swim meets and football games. It's great that you're able to get back here on campus. Got a, got another big football game today. Take us through how how you approach or how you approach this when you're a player too. Um, playing, uh, and we asked Luther this earlier, kind of playing an opponent that you should beat. You know, you're a 34-point favorite. How do you approach that throughout the week and then go and execute on a Saturday? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you really, uh, we used to tell the guys, hey, listen, we're playing Notre Dame this week. We want to play perfect. We want to do what we do well. We want to hone in some of the skills, some of the fundamentals and techniques that we need to get better at, and we'll use Ball State to do that. Uh, not to, to taking anything away from Ball State. You just never know what's going to happen, but Notre Dame's playing Notre Dame today. They have to play better. They have to finish in the second half. They didn't finish. I think Coach Kelly even made the comment that, you know, he'd like to see this team play better in the second half, and I expect to see that today. You know, we played against SMU um, coming off the death penalty my senior year, and I'll never forget, we, you know, we went into that game, and Lou Holtz would, you know, he was telling how great SMU is. You remember how Lou would, he'd play everybody, everybody out, out. Everybody out. <laughs> yeah, the best, this is the best SMU team. Right. Of, you know, <laughs> so, uh, I'll never forget, we're in the fourth quarter, and I think we were up by about 60 or 70, and it was one of those things, and Lou Holtz came in the huddle, and he said, the next guy that scores a touchdown, you're never going to play here again at University of Notre Dame. <laughs> and uh, I forget who it was. It may have been Dorsey or one of those kids was a young guys running the ball. And he had a wide open. He was like on a 20. He ran out of bounds at the 15. <laughs> so, so, yeah. What Lou uh, says goes. You, you're not right. It was either a touchdown or face and lose back. <laughs> no no touchdown. No touchdown. No. So. What's the score prediction you think for today then? Uh, you know what? I, I, I think Notre Dame should... Uh, easily win. I, I, I would think about maybe 42 to 7, something in that area. Uh, I hope I hope good enough to get my kid in the game. There we that go. would there be nice. So let's 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 get some points on being selfish. I'd love to see see Colin get in and play and but once again, you know, and I've said this before to a lot of people and it's really for Colin and for my family, it's not really particularly about the football aspect, although he enjoys that. It's about being a part of this family being a part of Notre Dame and graduate with a Notre Dame degree and opens up so many doors for you for the rest of your life. So we're just happy to have all of our kids here. Well, Tim, we appreciate you taking some time. Got the fan base here. You can go tailgate now. Yeah, you got right. some nice weather. I held back on my <laughs> beverages until after. People listen are probably like, oh, he's already left. <laughs> this is the way I am. But, hey, guys, it's so great to be on here. Anytime you need me, I'm right across the street. Give me a call. Be happy to help you guys out. And you guys do a great job. We love listening to you guys in pregame and postgame, too. Some of the callers, though, I'm not sure. Most, most you should have never offered yourself up. <laughs> 19 years. Once I get somebody's name, man, I'll be calling and texting you and there stuff, you too. Go. Appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. On your home for Notre Dame football, 96-1 WSBT. This is game day. We'll be right back on the porch of the Ivy Court. In this is former tight end Robin Weber. My job was to catch footballs. Yours is to catch every Notre Dame game right here on your home for Fighting Irish football, WSBT. The game day show is brought to you by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Together, we can stop hunger. Learn more at feedindiana.org. Also, the Hearing Aid Service, providing you quality, affordable digital listening solutions you can depend on. Also brought to you by Hearth and Home, Heat and Glow, and Heatilator Fireplaces. We've got what's hot, good for the year. 
and Kurt Outdoor Living. Let their experts help transform your yard into an outdoor living dream come true. And finally, Lechleitner Door. At, at Lechleitner, we open all the right doors. Hey, now they're first-time guests. Great guests. Knocked a great out of job. the park. Knocked it out of the park. You can tell he's in the radio, right? Yeah, he did a great job. He has a good radio voice. And nice perspective playing here and then having Four three kids, kids go here yeah, currently one on the team. And a, well, a swimmer, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, last night I was, once again, I'm a name dropper. I was fortunate <laughs> enough to go to the New Rocky Memorial Society. Well, you're a pretty important person. Hey, getting hey to that. you know what? I, you know what? I didn't know what to expect <laughs> last night, but my wife and I had a great time last night. And the host, uh, the, the MC of the show last night, is a former host in your position here, Lynn Clark. Hey, Lynn, thanks for coming over. Hey, game day. Really appreciated seeing you last night. Evan, great to see you. But I've got barbecue all over my face from Fisher's Barbecue. <laughs> I bet everybody could smell it over the radio. Wait, you're supposed to wait until we're <laughs> able to go get I didn't up. get the memo. Evan doesn't know this. <laughs> what? Last week. What happened? First time. All the food was eaten up. Well, yeah, because there were so many people. Oh, there were so, oh, all these players that I had here were eating it. So, like, like two minutes left in the show, I see this bowl. Ooh. You know, and I'm hosting, so yeah. I'm trying to talk. And he goes, he goes, Tim. That's it's the last bowl of ribs. We had to get I'll you tell something. You what, that was very kind of. of <laughs> yes, of, it was. Of, of, of it those was. Guys over there, we got Fisher's tips and chips. We, well, they, save never a plate wrong. for Evan. Save yeah. a plate for Evan after the show. So, <laughs> but last night was a great night. It was the second annual Newt Rockney Awards, uh, Spirit of Sports Awards, and Tim, you were there last night. But a lot of Notre Dame individuals were recognized. Uh, a book I just gave you, Tim. Bob DeRay was honored. His grandfather, Gus DeRay, who helped revolutionize the game of football because he was the quarterback who threw the passes against Army to Newt Rockney. Right. But uh, the great He's, announcement last night. There's a great night. picture of him in our quarterback meeting room. I remember that. <laughs> it, it's right, you know, but a lot of people are like, who's no Gus DeRay? Well, he's uh, a guy who really put Notre Dame on the map. But uh, one of the exciting announcements last night is there is going to be a movie made about Newt Rockney. Right. And Tony Roberts narrated the trailer. And it just gave everybody goosebumps. Ooh. And right now they're trying to raise the funds to, to get the production ready to go. But if the funding is there, it should be done in about nine months. So another Notre Dame movie, hopefully in the pipeline. You know, another person they had last night that I thought some years ago when she was on the show they were going to make a movie, Haley Scott Marie. I, I thought for sure she was the swimmer that broke her back in the uh, uh, swimming uh, accident right off the toll road here. I thought for sure by now that would be in a, a movie. Well, I think that's still in the works. But Haley Scott DeMaria, uh, very inspirational, as you said, her story. But she has really <laughs> fought the odds. Uh, her book, What Though the Odds, her story is so inspirational. And she is uh, speaking around the country. She lives in Annapolis, Maryland. But, you know, she is just telling that story and, and how much the Notre Dame family really helped her get through those trying times. Let, if I may ask, the New Rockney movie, what's the... What's the story going to be on? It's going to be on Newt. What specifically is a certain period of his life? Well, it was an immigrant to icon. Is that the that's type? It. Well, yeah. you paid attention last yes, night I because did. my back was to the screen, but that's the name of the movie, Immigrant right. to Icon. So I think it's just going to encompass wow. who the man was from him uh, coming over from Norway in addition to coaching at the University of Notre Dame until his untimely death at the age of 43 in 1931. Well, and you, you wear a number of different hats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't ever know what title to use. Um, Talk to us about some of the different things that you're doing here throughout the football season, how people can stay connected. Obviously, there's so many different ways. You know, if you want to get plugged in with Notre Dame football, 
follow Notre Dame football. What do you got going on this year? Well, Irish 101 is what uh, my, my main job is, and I affiliate with <coughs> Irish Illustrated, but I'm really excited about a new venture that I'm involved in in Dublin, Ireland this year. On Sundays, I'm on a program called On the Ball with a host called Declan Hughes, and we talk Notre Dame football for about a half hour. Much like game, it's game day AM in Dublin. <laughs> and, and so, like you Gu- said, Is there Guinness provided, too? Well, we're going to try to get them as a sponsor. <laughs> but uh, hopefully Notre Dame will be back over there in the ca- next couple of years. Sure. But Declan had a chance to go to the Notre Dame Navy game back in 2012, and he said, I was introduced to the concept of tailgating. And so <laughs> there's a big Notre Dame connection with the O'Connell House and students studying, but a lot of alums over there working, and I know they're probably watching today at... Uh, Oil Can Harry's Pub in Dublin. All right. Uh, uh, Liz is the president there. And so they've got a nice little sponsorship with uh, the On the Ball program. But it's just helping to grow that Notre Dame notoriety, and we're gathering more Irish fans. In, in terms of Dublin, and hopefully we'll be over there in the next couple of years. That'd be uh, that'd be pretty cool to take the show on the road over there. Well, and I do think a you guys should. There, huh? and, uh, <laughs> and I know somebody at Jameson, so we can host the show there, and we'll get you some. His name is Mark Joseph Boyle, and I know he's going to be listening because I posted it on Facebook. He's a big GAA fan, so he's help, helping me learn about GAA football. And I'm telling, trying to help him about Notre Dame football. Awesome. We'll we got to get with Linda, get us, help us get sponsors so we can go over there. Because that's the only way we're going over there is with some that's sponsors. Right. That's right. Well, we'll we, make a we pact. Would. If they go over in the next couple of years, we're going to do the show. I've got connections over there. All right. So we'll make sure that we do the show game day AM over in that's Dublin. That's awesome. Well, and I, we were talking with, with both Luther and Tim earlier. Um, the, the next trip this next year with Pat Steenberg is actually in Ireland. Right. Um, so we're doing a global football trip spring break in Ireland playing against the national team there. Well, let me know. I've got some contacts over there, and just uh, maybe I can uh, be the water boy over there. <laughs> you know, maybe we're going to put you in at quarterback. <laughs> I asked Pat this year to see if he could get us a sponsor just to go to San Diego, so I don't know. I don't, and he hasn't called me back, so I don't know if he's going to get us to Ireland or not, so yeah. we'll have to work on yeah, that. I tell you what, you're, you're inspiring me. I think we need to get a GoFundMe page. Let's do it. There you go. And uh, we'll, uh, anything, above the cost, anything above the cost, we'll donate to charity. How about there that? you go. Sounds okay. good. Sounds good. Hey, Lynn, thanks for being with us and stopping in. I appreciate hey, that. Have a great day, uh, game, and I predict uh, Notre Dame 45-10 over the Cardinals. 45's oh, come that's, up quite a bit. That's that's right about where I am, too. Thanks, Len. Uh, enjoy the day. I'm sure we'll see you around somewhere. Make sure you go get some more of that Fisher's Tips and Chips barbecue. And I'll make sure they save a plate for you guys. <laughs> WSCT's game day show. We'll be right back with our close. Brought to you by State Farm Insurance Agent Tim Growl for all your insurance needs. Give Tim a call at 232-9981. United Beverage, encouraging you to drink responsibly and drink wiser. Wings Etc. Grill and Pub. Good food, great times, and online ordering at go.com or go.wingsetc.com. And Zolman's Tire and Auto. Trusted community service for over 40 years. You know, you giving out your phone number that easy, Tim? Yeah, I tell you what, I'm I'm I'm, e- I'm easy and stuff. You know, I was trying to think the other day. I don't even know how many years we've been here at Ivy Court. We're now joined by the journal manager Jessica Fowler here. Since you've been here, how long have you been GM? I've been GM for this is my second football season. Okay, so. and you were here working before. Yep. Three, so you got three years at least. Three years. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know we've been out here. I think this is at least. 12th year? Well, we get excited like every time you guys well, set we up. Well, appreciate and it. What's going again? on here? Uh, football uh, is, it seems to be happening here um, in Irish country. <laughs> so, um, no, great crowd, uh, full house, 
Glad to see you. We got Fishers over here. Everything's been fantastic. Lots of tailgates, lots of parties, lots of smiling faces. Uh, wanted to let your viewers know that uh, we do have rooms open for Florida State um, at the end of the season. So if you want to come and book your bucket list, we'd be happy to help you with Florida that. Florida State needs to win some games or there might be other air oh, hotels yeah. happening. <laughs> That's, that is true. Yeah, but the Irish, I mean, we're going we're gonna to do great this season and uh, the alumni will always come through for us. So... It'll be a good season. What's your phone number and uh, uh, website? You can reach us at 574-277-6500 or at www.ivycourt.com. We appreciate all the help that you do every year, and we love your smiling face here to join us every <laughs> well, time. Thanks, too. guys. We'll Thank see you, you next much. week. Oh, Mr. Partner, back from Hawaii. How's my tan look? Yeah, your tan. Actually, everybody does know because uh, we're, you, you well, shaved and everything. I do, stuff yeah. too takes 10 years off my life. Real quick, before we get to the keys of the game, and part of that shaving was because tonight you premiere as... That's right. I'll be on the, the uh, <coughs> Inside Notre Dame Football. It's the post-game show with Darren Pritchett. Darren's the host. I'll be doing uh, the analysis, and we'll be live from Notre Dame Stadium TV. Now. All right. So All I, got right. A, I got a blazer, shaved my face, got a haircut. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I take it that your wife picked that blazer up. She definitely did. All right. Let's keys get the, the keys of the game, sir. Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go from a coaching perspective here. We'll keep it simple. This is a football game that that Notre Dame should win. Um, I'm gonna look at three areas. Uh, the first area we look at will be third down efficiency. Notre Dame was really good last week, converting third downs on offense. Yes, they were. And then defensively getting off the field. Um, anytime you look at teams having success, that's one aspect or one area that you would want to look for a high conversion percentage or low if you're if you're on defense. The second part here is turnovers, making sure you're protecting the ball. Um, if Notre Dame's able to get a couple of takeaways, uh, I think that that's going to be um, very, it'll be very indicative of what the final score is going to be. And then lastly, red zone efficiency. Not allowing Ball State to get into the red zone um, and if they do, having them settle for field goals and offensively making sure that they're scoring touchdowns. So I'm in that same range that most of our guests have said. I'm looking for a 45-13 to 13 victory for the Irish today. 45-13. That's Evans' keys to the game and score. <clears throat> Mark it down and book it. Evan and I want to thank all of our guests for taking time out of their busy football Saturday to join us. A big thank you to Matt back in the studio and to Jeremy here on site to Ivy Court. Kudos to Jessica and the Ivy Court staff. And how about three cheers for Rob and his team for Fisher's Tips and Chips for the great food. Don't go anywhere as the Irish Cardinals coverage continues right after the news. Darren, Sean, and Eric with everything you need to know about today's matchup on Budweiser's Game Day Sports Beat. Immediately following them, it's the Notre Dame tailgate and pregame show, and then kickoff just after 3.30 p.m. And after the game, join, join Sean Styers and Reggie Brooks for the postgame show. Please join us next week. We will be on at 10 a.m. for a 2.30 kickoff right here at Ivy Court, or listen to us right here on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 WSBT. For Evan Sharpley, this is Tim Growl. Go Irish! Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.